All right, everybody, we are back here for another amazing episode of Black Coffee with a Side of Candor. I am Nikita Gatson here with my co-host Monique Gibson. Mo, Mo in the house? What's going What's on? Girl? girl, you know that was my basketball name, Momo. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> okay. They be like, here come Momo. She slows molasses, but she can shoot. <laughs> So <laughs> you gotta wear your, one of your jerseys. Find you a jersey you're gonna put on next time. <laughs> I was like Luca. I was real. I was real slow. It was like, look how she's so slow, but I could shoot. Like, she make that shot. Yeah, keep watching Don't me. Sleep. Keep making fun. Keep making Don't fun. Sleep. Go ahead. <laughs> Not only are we here with the two of us as your typical co-host, but we have an amazing guest today. We have Zane Johnson here with us. Zane, how you feeling today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Appreciate y'all having me on today. Good, yes. good. So let awesome. me give you a little bit of background on our guest. Zane Johnson is the founder and managing attorney of MZA Legal, which is a Black-owned virtual law firm empowering the next generation of entrepreneurs. And y'all know we all about entrepreneurs here on Black Coffee with a Side of Candor. Zane helps self-funded entrepreneurs set a solid foundation for the future growth of their businesses and their own futures. When Zane was in law school, he realized that in the legal industry, there's kind of a lack of professional legal solutions for everyday people, not, not folks that are affiliated with those big firms, but you know, those of us that want to do some more grassroots, some more people to people kind of things, what are the resources that we have access to? So recognizing that as an opportunity to do good by doing good, Zane has focused his legal practice on empowering everyday people to do extraordinary things. Zane is also a husband and a father. He enjoys reading, running, and creating. And as always, he roots for the underdog. So Zane, welcome again. Thank Welcome you. here on Black Coffee with a side of candor. Thank you. That was that introduction was, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, I need, I need someone to give me an introduction like that to every room I go into. That was, <laughs> you know, I, mean, I, I, I wrote that, but the way you delivered it was. I'm really aiming to get into that voiceover space. So if you need me to record that for you, you want me to put it on yeah. your videos? I know you do a lot of that on LinkedIn. And yeah, let me make note of that. Make note. <laughs> I'll do it pro bono. Put me out there a little bit. <laughs> oh, no, no I, I got to pay you. I got to pay you. <laughs> but yeah, so actually I came across uh, Zane at um, a CLE program he was doing on, I believe it was on trademarks and it was with, uh, what's the name of it? Um, Online. Law line, yes. Mm. So those of us who are attorneys and need to get that regular CLE for a low, low cost at your own pace, uh, Law Line, this might be a plug. Y'all might need to pay us. Um, Lawline.com is, <laughs> <exactly, laughs> is an avenue. And Zane was on there giving us some good gems on trademark. And I was like, I, this is somebody I need to know. I looked up his law firm and looked at what he was doing. And I was really inspired by the work that he's doing, by the focus that he has on entrepreneurs and um, assisting the underdog. And so we invited you here to talk with us today. Yeah. So Monique, tell us what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah. So now you've heard the term underdog almost what about four, five times already. So okay. today we are talking about empowering the underdog. Underdog. So, so Zango, give it to us. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right, so let's kick off this discussion with a question for you, Zane. Mm -hmm. 
what would you say is the difference between a business and a side hustle? Because part of that entrepreneurship is determining, okay, I have this idea. Is it going to be something I'll be able to pursue with full vigor or am I going to do this a little bit? So tell us about the difference between a business and a side hustle. And and are, do you approach um, either of them differently when you're starting? Yeah. So, you know, I think it's a, it's a really interesting question. I almost look at business versus side hustle as like, you know, square versus like rectangle, right? Okay. So like, I, I guess if I'm remembering geometry correctly <laughs> from like eighth grade, uh, a square is a rectangle, but a rectangle is not a square. I hope I got that right. Um, Who but... remembers math? <laughs> right. Um, that was right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I look at it like, you know, a side hustle is a, is a business, but a, uh, not all businesses are necessarily side hustles, right? And I think sometimes, too, we kind of get caught up when we talk about and think about entrepreneurship with those categories of businesses and what categories they tend to fall into. And um, I think it's the reason I try to kind of stay away from focusing on those categories when I'm thinking about how I can help or how I can provide value to a, a small business owner or an entrepreneur is because those definitions kind of vary for everyone, right? So like if I say startup, the businesses that I'm thinking about might not be the same as the businesses that the two of you might think about, right? Does a startup necessarily mean someone in tech or is it a business that is just looking for third-party investors, venture capital, or, you know, some people use startup as a term that covers every, you know, new small business, right? Or a term like entrepreneur, even that's a term that, you know, people can use and, and kind of define differently, right? Um, you know, some people say that an entrepreneur is anyone who starts a business and other people are like, you know, you, you have to start multiple businesses before you earn that label. Um, you know, so, you know, I, I think to me, I try not to get caught up in the, the labels or the categorizations for business. Um, and so getting to kind of the second part of that question in terms of my approach, I try to approach it in terms of every business is going to be a little bit different. And I, I, it really is true in terms of my practice and the businesses that you know I'm working with and, and the aspiring entrepreneurs that I meet. Um, every set of circumstances is a little bit different um, and everyone's got different goals. They have a different vision for their business. So whereas for one person, the goal might be to grow it into you know, the next Google or the next Amazon, somebody else might just wanna have a you know, freelance you know, side hustle that they, you know, kind of on the side of their job, they make a little bit of extra money tutoring or a little bit of extra money giving piano lessons or writing copy for businesses, right? Um, and so I really, my approach, I try to be mindful of the fact that every business is, is going to have a separate set of goals, a separate set of circumstances, um, and really just try to approach with a listening ear and figure out, okay, where can I add value? Because at the end of the day, for me, I'm the sidekick in my client's superhero flick, right? And so they're Batman, I'm Robin. I don't show up in every episode. I'm not in every scene, <laughs> but like right. when, when the bad guy pops up and is kicking their butt, you know, they can call me up, I'll show up in the extra, you know, Batmobile and I'll be like, here's your belt that you, you know, here's your extra belt. And they throw that on and then they, you know, get back to, you know, saving the day. And so that's, that's really the way that I look at um, and approach the work that I do on behalf of small business owners. I like that. I like that a lot. I like that. 
And, you, and, you know, as you were talking, I was just thinking about, uh, and it's a segue into the next question about, you know, how much money do you really need to fund, you know, building a business or, or a side hustle? And these kind of conversations aren't sexy. Nobody wants to hear about the legal part. The it's not sexy because the logo and oh, I get people colors. And, but this, this is the information that'll keep your small business in business and will help your business to grow. Yeah. So I just wanted to put that little plug in there because I've seen it happen over. Nobody ever wants to talk about the legal stuff. Like, ah, I'll worry about that when I need to worry about it. Okay. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's funny too, because, you know, people think of it like, you know, it's so expensive to hire a lawyer. And it is when you're waiting until, you know, yes. right. I can't really fix this. Like, I'm just trying to figure out what can I salvage for you? So, you know, yeah. it's, it is a lot less expensive when you, you know, kind of are proactive about that sort of thing, but. I have a sub question because we kind of talking about the dollars and how much you need and the difference between engaging an attorney in the beginning versus when you don't figure it out, you don't messed up a little bit. <laughs> so so you, would you say that MZA Legal is a competitor to things like uh, LegalZoom, those kinds of um, platforms or solutions, if you will, that people can do it yourself kind of? resources? In a sense, um, you know, I think that I wouldn't necessarily consider myself a competitor with LegalZoom because I think what they offer is it, it, one, I, I, I'm not one of the, I'm not one of those lawyers who's going to kind of put down what LegalZoom offers. Um, there's a lot of value there for folks in terms of just being able to kind of simplify some of the processes to kind of get, get yourself on a, on on a plane where you can actually start doing business, right? Um, but I think that the space that I lie in is for someone who is like, looks at that legal Zoom and is like, uh, this doesn't feel quite right. You know, mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like, you know, I'm not, I don't have answers to all of my questions. You know, I feel like I can fill this out and really, you know, something like a legal Zoom is a, a tool that's going to help you with filling out the documents and and filing them and and getting things in, but it, you're not getting legal advice, right? And they might connect you with a lawyer, but I think one of the things that is really valuable about having a lawyer on your team or having a lawyer that you know is that you're able to build trust yeah. and that they're able to really understand your business. And like I said, understand your goals, your circumstances. And so when you go to them to ask questions, you know, that 30 minute, you know, conversation, the first 20 minutes aren't spent explaining like what you're trying to do only mm -hmm. to get to the end. And, and the attorney gives you some advice that doesn't really fit because they just don't quite understand what you're, what you're getting at. And so um, I, I think I, I you know, I, I'm not really competing with a legal zoom. I'm providing something that's, you know, in a, in a kind of a separate lane for someone who is saying, I need a little bit more to feel like I'm on solid footing. And, you know, to kind of answer the question around, you know, how much should someone have when they get, when they get started with, you know, starting a business. Um, you know, I, I think that, I think it really runs all across the spectrum and, and, you know, so you can start a business and just bootstrap it. You know, I when I started my business, like full transparency, I put $550 in the business account because that was how much I needed to avoid paying fees on the account. <laughs> and I was like, I'm doing this. Um, and I think it's it's such a personal thing, right? Because you can start the business that way or you can start it with, you know, I've got my full year salary saved up and I'm ready to attack it this way. And I think it's really about understanding 
uh, your circumstances, your needs, right? Um, what do you need to be able to pay the bills? Um, I'm grateful, thankful, and and lucky and blessed to have, you know, a wife where when I was thinking, okay, I want to go out on my own. Um, I said, hey, you know, I did the math and it uh, looks like next year you'll be making enough. You know, if, if I don't make anything, we'll still have a roof over our heads. So what do you yeah. think? Um, and I totally expected her to be like, no, like, don't, <laughs> no way. What are you talking about? But she was like, you know, I know this is your dream. I know that this is something that you've wanted to do. Um, and I support you in it. And so go for it. And so, you know, every everybody's circumstances and situations are going to be different in a situation like that. You know, for me, I've got a, I've got a runway, you know, and I, I had some time to kind of be able to build the business. But if you know, you know, for a business owner who knows they need to kind of get up to speed quicker and start making some income that's going to be able to be a full time income right away, um, you're going to want to be able to put some money into that business to kind of feed the marketing efforts, bring in new clients, bring in new customers, um, you know, but in terms of and I know that this is a question that like everyone really wants to know like how much is it going to cost to hire you to work with my business and you know i think if i was you know if i was saying ideally for every business owner i was going to you know soup to nuts get everything all set up and and lock lock solid um total foundation somewhere between five thousand to ten thousand dollars depending on the business um but i also understand and most of the business owners that i work with aren't in a position to pay me that sort of money to kind of take care of everything from starting the entity to drafting all of the contracts that they might need to making sure that we register a trademark and, and get that, that brand locked up. Um, and so, you know, I offer all of my services kind of a la carte on a fixed fee basis um, to kind of also lay out there and, and be able to say, all right, let's figure out what your priorities are. Where can we start? Um, what can we kind of put off until later? Um, and just making sure that business owners go into everything with their eyes wide open in terms of the risks, rewards, and and all of those sorts of things. That's 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 phenomenal. And I think I think you hit on some really important things. The most of which for me is having the opportunity to build that relationship and establish that trust so that those dollars that you are spending are well spent. You're actually getting something from, from what you're spending, something that's going to last mm -hmm. for the duration of the business. And so it kind of circles back into that Batman Robin approach where, you know, you can't show up as Robin. You don't know what size belt to bring you know, <laughs> right. to Batman or what tool. So I think it really is valuable. And I would encourage um, those entrepreneurs or prospective entrepreneurs that are listening to really um, ask for referrals. And even when you get those referrals, ask if you could have an introductory call that at no cost or at minimum cost, just to see if your energies and personalities align because it's a really important relationship. You want to make sure you're connecting with an attorney who can speak to you in language that you understand because it's not helpful for somebody to be using the King's speech to explain to you what you what you need to do. And you like, oh, okay. And you turn around, I, I still don't know what I'm supposed what to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and I just wanted to say too that it, it amazes me that that people don't think that the legal part of business is is as important as the other parts. But the legal parts of the business were the ones will be the one that will take your business down the quickest. Uh -huh. So partnership agreements, 
like all of that stuff, like you need to make sure you're protected. So we can't emphasize that enough. People think like, oh, I just pull a template off yeah. of Google and, and it may or may not be efficient, but but it sure does make you sleep better at night when you know, okay, I had an attorney look at it. The attorney knows exactly what I do and the, the terms of the agreement are specific to what I do to make sure I'm protected. Mm-hmm. So you can't underestimate the value of that. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's, that's a really, a really great point because I think, you know, like you said, Monique, le- the legal aspect is not sexy, right? Mm-hmm. Except, except for trademarks, trademarks are in right now. Um, <laughs> every other aspect of what I do is, is not necessarily sexy. Um, but the truth is, you know, one, obviously I'm helping business owners to protect themselves and protect their business. But I think it's also important to point out that, you know, the legal aspect is going to help your business grow. One from the perspective, as you mentioned, Monique, is the confidence, right? And just being able to sleep at night, being able to move forward and make decisions knowing, all right, I'm on solid ground. This isn't going to get me into trouble. Um, and also just being ready for opportunities as they come along. Um, you know, I've talked to so many business owners before and had people reach out and become clients where, you know, there's an opportunity that is that they're presented with. Um, And they say, well, you know, you have to be set up as an LLC, though, or, you know, we can't pay you or you have to um, where's your contract? You have a contract that we can sign and they don't have one kind of ready to go. Um, And so these are things where, you know, if you've got those things in place, once you get started, when those opportunities present themselves, you're just ready to take them on and go. And and even add another little quick example. I'm sorry, Monique. I, I, I remember I'm not going to call a person now that I know that this happened to, but do you all remember when businesses had to buy or lease those little credit card machines? It was right before the dawn of having the iPad or the, all those other personal devices that you could use to for, for those point of sale purchases. So I remember this business owner was really excited about um, their business. I think they were selling t-shirts or something and they had signed a five-year agreement to lease this chunk of credit card swipishness and it was right it was becoming obsolete and so to have a relationship with someone that's keeping up with the trends of what's happening that will tell you okay you might be able to sign this now but five years that's a bit too long to engage yourself to pay what it what it is they're asking you to pay for this service so it's it's plenty of examples where having a relationship an ongoing relationship with a trusted legal advisor can help save you money it can help keep you from engaging with vendors or partners that could take your business down it could help you research their credibility so don't don't underestimate um the value of having a relationship with a with a, an attorney who will give you some good time and some good advice mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah I, I was just gonna add real quick the uh, uh statement of work too you know yeah, yeah. you're just so excited to get a client and they're like oh well, i need you to do this thing and you're like okay great Right. Well, that thing turns into 50,000 things, but because yeah. you weren't detailed and specific in the statement of work, you end up giving them, I don't $25,000 of work yeah. or $5,000. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that's a big one. That's a big one. Um, especially with, with service professionals, um, 
that statement of work has to be as detailed as possible because it's, I think it's not just, um, well, I'll, I'll put it like this. It's like when you get to that point where the client comes back to you and they're asking for something that you know in your head you didn't mean to have included and you're not sure whether or not they know it or whether <laughs> they're, they're just, you know, are they trying to take advantage of me? Or right. what? But that conversation can get awkward and mm -hmm. having that in writing makes it so easy to just be like, you know what? I would love to do this for you. If you take a look at the contract that we have, the scope of work says that we don't cover this, but mm -hmm. that we can do it for X amount. Or, you know, we we don't do that. You'll have to find someone else to do it. But it makes that conversation so much easier and, and really ends up being, a you know, one of those customer relationship tools um, where you're able to just set those expectations. And setting expectations, obviously, is is so important in terms of just client and customer experience and satisfaction because when you set the bar and then you jump over it um you know i don't know no matter how high it is i really think that for customers they you know appreciate like they said that they did what they said that they were going to do um and i think everybody can appreciate that yeah so according to the american express 2019 state of women-owned businesses report american women started on average 1,817 new businesses per day between 2018 and 2019. That's a lot of Black women-owned businesses. Come on, let's give it up for the Black women-owned businesses. Absolutely. So my question to you is, with so many emerging women entrepreneurs, how does this inform the advice that you give or the solutions that you offer at MZA Legal? Yeah, so... I would start by saying, you know, when I created my firm, I kind of think about the space that I sit in, um, in relationship to new entrepreneurs as technology has made it so much easier for folks to start businesses. Um, and, you know, I think that as a result, you see, obviously you see a lot more small businesses. A lot of people are kind of going out trying to start their own thing. But I think especially for folks who are part of marginalized groups um, where, you know, in a corporate space or a corporate setting, um, you're not always being valued at, at what you're actually valued at. Um, and I think that with technology making it so much easier to start businesses, you've got more women, um, more more black folks, more African American folks, more um, more people with criminal records, right? Like prior to going out on my own, um, I actually worked at a small nonprofit doing criminal record clearing work. And one of the things that I saw so frequently was a lot of folks obviously getting denied employment because of a record, and then saying, "Well, the heck with this. If I'm not going to be appreciated here, I'm going to take what take my skills, whatever I'm good at, and I'm going to create a business behind that." And I met a number of different, you know, successful professionals um, and entrepreneurs who had started their own business because they couldn't really find that value because of a criminal record. And so I think that there are so many different folks who kind of fall into that group um, and then who, who fall into marginalized groups who, uh, you know, aren't, like I said, aren't, aren't fully valued the way that they should be within a corporate setting. And so they want to step out, they want to create their own business. Um, but there still aren't a whole lot of law firms that really provide accessible legal solutions. And so I think that um, serving folks, serving women-owned businesses, serving minority-owned businesses, um, and everyone across the board who's looking to go out and start their own thing to really, I think, 
a lot of times one recognize their full value and and get paid and and create something that um, that's theirs and where they can be fully appreciated. But also a lot of times we're starting businesses to serve our own communities, right? We see a need, something that we understand personally. And we're like, I'm going to go out and I'm going to create something here that actually serves this need because it's not being addressed within these, you know, larger companies that, you know, where maybe they lack diversity, they lack the perspective to create something like that. And so it, for me to to answer the question and kind of bring a full circle, um, it informs the services and solutions that I offer and the ways in which I offer them. You know, I think um, a lot of the pain points when it comes to working with attorneys is around accessibility. And that's not just affordability. I think that that's typically what people think about, but it's also transparency, right? Like how much is this gonna cost? Um, and I know that that's a big sticking point because when you walk into a law office and they say it's going to be an hourly fee of two hundred and fifty dollars, well, for a small business owner on a budget, you know, shoestring budget, what does that mean for, for you or I or anyone else who's starting that business? Um, for, uh, when it comes to authenticity, um, being able to see someone who gets it from your perspective, um, you know, in and I think, well, I didn't mention this yet, but my wife is a doctor in the army. So, you know, and we have a two-year-old. So, you know, I've had to, I've had to put my career in the backseat um, in order for her to be able to step forward and, and chase her goals and chase her dreams. Um, and so when our son gets sick, I'm the one who stays home with him, right? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm the one who early on was trying to schedule consultations around when's nap time going to be in case he's sick and how do I set my schedule up where, you know, if he's sick, I, I can this. still get these major important things kind of done. Right. Um, and so, you know, that, that being able to relate to someone who's going through and experiencing something similar, um, you know, those are the things that I'm, those are the foundations and the values that I'm trying to build my firm on is that authenticity, that transparency, um, and just being someone that people feel like, again, they can trust and someone who understands what they're going through, not just on the level of like, okay, Zane can provide legal advice, but also on the level of Zane really gets where I'm at. Um, and the legal advice that he provides is going to be useful to me on a practical level. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. So, so your brand is empowering the next generation of entrepreneurs. So, so give us your, your top three best practices or considerations to empower our listeners and your followers who are interested in building a successful business or side hustle. Yeah, so I don't know if um, I'm supposed to give the legal answer to this, but I'm definitely, <laughs> I'm going to take it like with the human aspect. And I think um, the first of the three would be to to get your mind right, um, get mm. your mind where it needs to be. Um, entrepreneurship, it's, it's a marathon. Um, and starting building a business, I think business is a team sport. Um, but at the end of the day, like anything else that you're going after, there are going to be long days and long nights where it's just you and the work and you just have to put one foot in front of the other. Um, so if, if mentally and emotionally and spiritually, you're not in the right place for that sort of journey, um, you know, you're not going to be able to kind of make it the long haul that you need to in order to, to see it all the way through and kind of bring that vision out. Um, I think the second thing would be to be flexible um, and adaptable. 
um, be willing to, to, to change course where necessary. And, and I had someone say to me early on in my journey, um, fall in love with the problem and not the solution. Mm. And the further I get down that path of owning my own business, the more that that really resonates and makes sense to me because I've had to rebrand. I've had to change my prices. I've had to change offerings. I've changed, you know, marketing strategies. Um, but it's because I'm focused on the problem and focused on, you know, who is my audience? How do I serve them? How do I bring value? Um, rather than saying, okay, I started this firm um, with the idea that I was going to be a general practitioner providing services in, in every civil area. And I'm mm -hmm. going to stick to that because that's what I said I'm going to do. Um, so, you know, being flexible, being adaptable, I think that that's, that's number two for me. And I think last but definitely not least is to build a team. Um, like I said, I think a business, business is a team sport um, and you don't know what you don't know. So you might be an expert in your industry, um, but if this is the first time you're starting a business, it's a whole, whole different animal. Um, and so there are things that you're not going to be able to anticipate, but having folks on your team who have kind of been there, done that, seen it before, they'll be able to help you anticipate what those challenges are, yeah. what those opportunities are, and make sure that you're ready for them. Um, and it doesn't always have to be, I, I always tell people too, you know, in terms of adding me or adding MZA legal to your team, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have me on retainer, but it might mean that you came to one of my workshops and you say, okay, I like Zane. I know that I can get in touch with Zane in this way. So if I need a consultation, it's going to cost this much. Um, or if I need to make a quick call and just figure out if it's something that he that he does, I can do that. But it's knowing who that person is that you can go to to ask those questions and get advice and information that you can trust. So th those would be my my three tips. And again, none of them are, are the legal aspect of it. Um, but again, you know, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur as much as I'm a lawyer. Um, and so that's that's kind of the perspective that I look at, at that question from. I love that because I think, you know, for me, that whole concept of having a team feels overwhelming just in saying it because I ain't got no money to pay nobody. For no <laughs> right. But if you if you think about your team, at least just being having access to people who might be able to provide you with some level of advice or referral or would be willing to have a conversation with you. I think that's, that's team enough. That's, that's yep. teamwork. That doesn't, it doesn't mean um, you have to have employees or hire people. So mm -hmm. having your team is like your network of folks that, that you have in your back pocket to call upon um, to help. Cause the bottom line, you're going to need help. Yeah. It's no other way around it. it you, you will need help. There are things that you don't know for the things that you don't know and you're not good at. You need to fire yourself from doing and bring somebody onto your team who's better at it than you. So so I think you've I think the human aspect at this point for entrepreneurs is the most important. And that includes knowing when knowing what you don't know, know and no being able to reach out and ask for help in those areas. And that would include soliciting the services of an amazing attorney and firm like MZA Legal or Ascension Solutions or okay. JMCO Consulting. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's so funny to me to hear everybody pretty much says the same thing that are new, pretty new to the entrepreneurship world. Like, like Zane, you mentioned you, you thought you were just going to be a general practitioner. Like, oh, whatever your problem, I can help you. And yeah. I feel like <laughs> a lot of us have some of that because I know I struggle with that. Like, people are like, Mo, you got to focus. You gotta, yeah, but I can help no matter what the problem is. <laughs> but people don't understand when you don't specifically say, I can help you with your talent strategy. People are like, oh, okay. Instead of whatever your problem is, I got your back. Yeah. So so I love that. Like you have to be able to focus so that people really understand like how you can help them. So yeah. so that 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 really resonated with me. So uh, we, we always like to give our, our guests an opportunity to to plug their business and and you do a, a phenomenal job and and you know you've kind of talked about it throughout this entire session about the services that you provide but give us give us your 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 elevator speech for for your pitch your business pitch <laughs> oh this this is the awkward part for me um so <laughs> so uh you know i i talked i talked all about kind of weaving in there you know what i do and and what my firm does so i'll just kind of leave it at um you know if you are a self-funded entrepreneur if you're an entrepreneur uh, business owner um just getting started um, you know, when you need some information, you, you need a, a reliable source to kind of just figure out, um, you know, how you set that solid legal foundation. You can find me online at mza.legal. That's the website. Um, I am on YouTube. If you search mza.legal, um, plenty of videos will pop up. I'm on LinkedIn as well. If you search uh, M. Zane Johnson, I'll pop up. Um, and I am also, where else am I at? I'm on Twitter as well. I mean, not Twitter, Instagram as mz8.legal. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm all over the place. I'm around. So definitely feel free to reach out. Um, even if you're in a different state, um, you know, I can't necessarily provide you with, uh, legal services or legal solutions, depending on what it is. Um, but I'm happy to, you know, help you kind of figure out what it might look like and, and, you know, hopefully maybe help you find someone in your state who can be useful. So I'm here to be a resource where we're kind of all in this together um, yeah. and trying to build, build out some things for the future that, um, that, that serve the, the folks and communities that we care about. So um, I'm, I'm happy to be a resource wherever I can. Awesome. Well, Zane, you made us proud. You are uh, you yes. made the cut for one of few males who've been guests <laughs> here on Black Coffee with a side thank of candor. We thank you so much for um setting aside time and for the gems that you provided. Really, really helpful stuff. Um, again, everybody, make sure you check him out on LinkedIn, on Instagram, visit his website. It'll give you, I've, I've visited and I he has, he's very transparent with his services and his pricing. Um, and so it could kind of give you an idea of how to budget if you're looking to get started um, or if you want to compare prices to maybe some folks in states uh, outside because you're in Pennsylvania. Is that I'm correct? Pennsylvania, yeah. Yeah. So so thank you so much. Um, I thought it was really cool that you said your wife was a doctor for the Army. Monique yes. is an Army veteran. OK. Go Army. Go yeah. Army. Go Army. Um, <laughs> It, it definitely is funny because I never, I'm a very, um, and I, get, I guess I get this from my mom, but I'm someone who very much needs to be in control of like my circumstances. Mm. Um, so to to be an army spouse or a military spouse is definitely something that I never thought, mm. um, never thought would happen. Mm. Um, but I'm definitely, I'm definitely embracing it. Um, it, it, 
has a lot of perks to it. Um, but, um, you know, it, it, it is fun and I'm, I'm, I'm blessed. So I'm just, you know, taking every day one step at a time and, and trying to build something, uh, something meaningful out there. Oh, so wow. I, and I just want to finish last thing I want to say is I really appreciate both of you, uh, being willing to have me on your platform. I'm honored and humble, um, and glad to hear that I didn't mess it up for any, any of the gentlemen that you might consider <laughs> having on as well, so... Great. It's been amazing. And I hope that you guys have enjoyed listening. We encourage you to check in on our other episodes. We've got plenty. We're in season two. This is our second episode of season two. Take a look at season one. Make sure you subscribe, like, and share. And we will see you next time on Black Coffee with a Pride of Candor. Bye. Thank you, Zane. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Black Coffee with a Side of Candor. Be sure to like, add, or follow this podcast on your streaming outlet of choice. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Black Coffee with a Side of Candor, for a visual podcast experience. Catch you next time.